Hey everybody, welcome to the Team Doubles Games Podcast, and welcome to part two of our Call of Duty retrospective. I am one of your co-hosts, Jim, and as always, I'm joined by Tony. What have you been playing? Well, more Black Ops 4, same as last time, a lot of that. Um, I recently just got Red Dead Redemption 2 as well, just like most of the world, and uh, oh yeah, man, that's that's a lot of fun so far too. I think we can probably have a whole episode just on Red Dead 2. But that'll be a fair future episode, I think. What, what about you? What have you been playing? I'm almost pretty much in the same boat. To expand on what you were saying about playing Black Ops 4 more, I dove deeper into a certain game mode I wasn't diving as much into, but I'm still playing a lot of Black Ops. I actually started to go back yesterday, actually. Funny enough, I was playing Spec Ops on Modern Warfare 2, and I was just trying to remember, like, how many of these missions do I actually remember? And surprisingly enough, I remember pretty well everything i was playing i got to the third tier and then i decided to stop because it was like well okay i don't want to sink too much time to this because i really want to more blackout and zombies and whatever so Mm. uh, other than that i've also been playing red dead 2 and i think in a year when we've like actually maybe kind of just scratched the surface of that game i bet you we could do an episode on its own it's so deep i've seen a lot of articles online though about boycotting the game due to apparently some controversy with uh, the working hours of Rockstar for that game. I don't know if it's just that game in particular, but like the studio in general. So that's kind of weird. Did you see anything about that too? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually listened to a few podcasts about it and stuff like that, and it's it's not unsurprising. I think it's actually a pretty normal thing in the games industry, for uh, especially around crunch time, for, for devs to be putting in 100-hour weeks and stuff like that. It's unfortunate, it really is. But bottom line, I think by not buying the game, you're actually not supporting those developers who worked on it. That's my opinion on it. I'm helping to pay their salary in some way. Yeah, and it's weird because I've seen different articles where uh, I think Kotaku, one of the most famous sites for this kind of drama and stuff, they had an article about it, and apparently they interviewed a bunch of employees, and a bunch of employees were saying, yeah, it's like a really intense environment, and I don't know the best way to describe it. It's almost like a shitty thing. But then I've seen another article today. I can't remember the website, but I saw another article where somebody from Rockstar was saying that 100-hour work week only applied to four people out of a full staff. So I don't know which side to believe. I'm going to have to – I want to read more about it because it is kind of interesting to me anyway because I think something like this happened not to the extent of – Rockstar situation, but the last time I could think of when like a game studio kind of got in heat for how they treated their employees, other than Telltale, which is a whole other story too, is uh, when Metal Gear Solid Five was coming out and all the devs had to sign certain things or testers had to sign uh, certain waivers about you have to say this about the game, you have to say this yeah, positivity, yeah. whatever. And again, overworked staff, whatever. Like that's a whole other episode on its own. Definitely, definitely. I think we need to spend all the time we can today simply talking about Black Ops 4, because this game, now that we've played more of it, really is a really deep, really refined, polished version of like this awesome first-person shooter franchise. And it seems cliche to say that every year they get better and better, which isn't necessarily true for Call of Duty. They've had missteps, but like this is one of the first times I can really think of where like the quality jump, uh, it's happened a couple times before Grand in the past, but like, in terms of recent Call of Duties, this is the first time the quality jump has been really significant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, performance issues aside, which we'll get into in a little bit, I think this is certainly the most fun I've had with the Call of Duty game since Black Ops 1. Like, it's it's been a while since I've actually liked a Call of Duty game this much. So, yeah, I, I have to agree, man. It's a it's a big step up. And it's surprising because I'm a big campaign guy, as, as you are, and there's no campaign. But 
for some reason it's, it's hooked me um well i know why it's hooked me but we'll get into that yeah it's there's not like a traditional campaign there's this uh and i'll get more into it now because i don't have a lot to say about it because truth be told i've never really played it i've only just kind of gone through word of mouth of our friends uh one in particular that's played it and it's just sort of like cutscenes, and then they more or less are tutorial-ish type of levels to introduce you to certain concepts of the game and this and that. But they try to tie it in. Uh, it takes place, apparently, all these cutscenes for all the specialists uh, in between Black Ops 2 and 3. So they're still trying to bridge some kind of gap. Apparently, it's not done very well. So I don't really have anything else to say other than that. I, I still want to try it for myself because I want to do as much with this game as I can. And I want to get as much out of this game before... And inevitably, and this pertains to our question at the end, but like before inevitably, like the lifespan of this game just it's just it's done because another another Call of Duty is going to come out, maybe another Black Ops will come out with all these same things that were in this one, but more refined. But anyway, Black Ops Four, the newest Call of Duty, no campaign this time around. Instead, we're introduced to a brand new battle royale mode called Blackout. I am having a lot of fun with it. And it's funny, too, because when I had pre-ordered Black Ops 4, for some reason I was never uh, allowed access to... I don't know if it was like a code or something, but I was never able to play the beta. And I just read online that it was fun, and it's one of the best things Call of Duty has done in a long time, and I was so frustrated. But sometimes that can lead to disappointment. And I've been disappointed plenty of times with overhyped games. I'll be the first to admit it. But this is one case where I haven't been disappointed with uh, how overhyped this game mode is. So for those of you who don't know, Blackout is the brand new Battle Royale mode that Treyarch has introduced into the Call of Duty franchise. Essentially, it's in 88 to 100, depending on which team size you play in, uh, last man standing mode. And it feels kind of cheap to say this. I don't know if, it's, if I'm in the, uh, the minority with this or not, but they keep saying when like through the advertising of this game that it's the biggest map in cod history i feel like that's kind of cheating saying that because it's just one giant map i get why they're saying it because it is impressive to have a map of this size and scale with this many people on it running as smooth as it does yeah and i think we'll yeah let's get into the performance a little bit for the most part it runs very smooth there's definitely moments um i think it's important to note what we play it on too so we're obviously playing on xbox you're playing on just I think you have a launch Xbox, right? It's just a regular big Xbox One. It's not the the slim or the X, right? Yeah, I have the OG Xbox One. Yeah, and I, I'm playing on the S, so the the slightly slimmer, a little more powerful version. For the most part, it does run re- really well. There was definitely moments, especially during the first few days I played it, where it was not great, especially in like quads. It would just kind of stutter all the time, and, and we experienced that. But it's gotten a lot better. I, I think it's uh, I think it runs pretty well now. It's it's interesting though because Blackout it doesn't run. I think as good as it could yet. I think there's definitely a lot of room for improvement, and I I know the uh, the Black Ops Four subreddit kind of agrees as well. Where it's yeah, the the multiplayer has actually gotten a lot better recently, but the the blackout mode still has these. It's called twenty hertz servers, which which isn't bad, but it's it's not great, and it's pretty noticeable in in some cases and can get you killed and all that stuff. But Regardless, I think uh, I think the the blackout mode itself it's a ton of fun despite its performance issues. For me to get over something that has a lot of performance issues, it has to be pretty good, um, and this is definitely one of those things. Yeah, I agree. I only really experience connectivity issues when I'm in either quads or when I'm partied up with uh, like our gaming group. Yeah. Because like solo, the only actually, the first time I really ever experienced the connectivity stuff was the first game I played. I played on quads. And it chugged. 
a fair amount. I still got through the game, but it chugged. And then I tried playing just solo. And to kind of elaborate on this, there's three different kinds of... I don't know if it's... Game modes seems like it's wrong. There's three, there's three uh, kinds of uh, like party or ways you can party up. Yeah, three ways you can play Blockout. There's solo, which is on your own. There's duos, which is teams of two. And then there's quads, which is teams of four. And then uh, for solo and duos, and I'm, I think... I'm, I think I'm right. I remember reading this. Solo and duos, it caps off at 88 people, but when you go into quads, it goes right to 100. So it could help explain the connectivity stuff because you have 100 people trying to connect to the same game. And even sometimes playing six on six, it has trouble connecting. I get it too why there could be performance issues. At the same time, a developer on the scale of Activision, Treyarch, whatever, whatever you want to call it, I guess it would be Treyarch, not Activision. They have the funds to make this thing right. And it's interesting because the beta for Blackout ran at a higher server rate. Uh, I mentioned 20 hertz before. It ran at 60 in the beta. And it worked really, really well, but they tuned it down to 20 for release. And I hope that they tuned it back up to 60 because it, did, it didn't chug at all during the beta for me. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say it didn't chug at all. Um, it did chug a little bit, but definitely not as bad as it is now. It, it's still, I mean, if, if you've played a bit of PUBG on the Xbox... I've played a lot of PUBG on PC and a little bit on the Xbox, and regardless of how this thing runs, it still runs a million times better than that game. Yeah, I've ne- I haven't had a good experience with PUBG on the Xbox. I think I've played it only a handful of times. I might have mentioned this on the previous episode, I can't remember, but every time I've played it, I haven't had fun with the game itself, or I've been lagging, or I've just had performance issues in general. Now, I I might be wrong on this, but Blackout doesn't run at 60 FPS because I know the multiplayer does and Zombies does. But does Blackout run at 60 FPS? Oh, that's a great question. I think on PC it does. Um, I can't tell you on console. I want to say it tries to. I know it definitely doesn't lock at 60 FPS on console. I think it definitely does get there at some points, especially in solo matches. I notice when I play solo, it's very smooth. Now, that being said, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could, we could be wrong here. Correct us if we're wrong, but I think... On console, it, it can get to 60, but for the most part, it hovers around 40 to 50. Like it might be different with uh, my Xbox One, like the launch one, as opposed to your S, as opposed to the Pro. Uh, the X, you mean. Or whatever it is. Like yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking PS4. On the PS4, there are certain games that, like God of War, for example. Well, God of War, Shadow of the Colossus, if you have the Pro PS4, you can lock it at 60 FPS. Whereas if you didn't have that, you'd have to be uh, forced onto 30 so, I mean, maybe it's different, but uh, anyway, so let's kind of get in how it plays. So, start of every match, even I'll, I'll disregard the little uh, HQ from like COD World War II type of lobby before each match while you're waiting to deploy. It's, it's the standard, it's the standard battle royale. You're, you, you're on a map, you dick around for 30 seconds to a minute, and then you actually start. Man, I, tangent, I hate this. I think it's, I think it's pointless. Like, you're loading. I understand you're loading the map and like it doesn't it doesn't load after that like it just kind of puts you right in which is nice but to me I'd rather just have a nice clean lobby I, I don't need to dick around for 30 seconds before actually playing the match I, I don't there's no real point to it I don't even know anyone who really likes it to be honest I think I think that's a general consensus it's just like yeah it's in all of them but like why I don't know the only thing I could think of in terms of reasoning that they would do this is just to see if the game server itself can hold 100 people because I don't know if it boots people or if it just aborts the game if it can't handle it. I've never been in a lobby or like a pre 
like the like the I don't even know what you call it like like that HQ kind of lobby where I've been in it and then it's booted me out. I've just either left because it's stuck at like sixty people and it's like well I don't want to wait, or I've just joined and then it's like oh ten seconds to deploy cool. I don't know, but like, kind of going on you what you were saying, I don't like it either. I'm actually annoyed almost every time. I I honestly just put down the controller or I'll hit the map button and just look at the map and like that's all I do. I don't want to run around. I don't really care to do it. it. There's no point to it. And it just makes me want to play Blackout more, which maybe that's what they're going for too. I don't know. I wish they would do without it in general. Kind of have like, I don't know how you fit a hundred names on a screen, but kind of have just like that lobby that the multiplayer has. Just do that. Like that's, that's honestly just as good, if not better. Yeah, I agree, man. I think all they would literally need to do is that, that pregame before you even like select, you know, play where you have you and your squad, if you're with the squad or your friend or if you're, if you're in duos, just have that and just like have the lobby fill up on that screen. You don't even need to see the other names of people and just start it. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. Maybe maybe this will change. I don't I doubt it, but maybe that they'll change it if there's enough backlash. No, nobody's too fired up about it. I think it's really I think it's really just us. I, like there are bigger fish to fry for sure, but I mean, yeah, I don't I don't like it. Like PUBG, like Fortnite when you drop in the normal game uh, from helicopters, you're flying over the map, you fly and a straight line over it and the line it's different every time but there's a lot of different distinct areas uh a lot of them are multiplayer maps or a select few are like old multiplayer maps uh and just to kind of list them all off there's estates construction site nuketown island array firing range hydro dam asylum cargo docks factory fracking tower and river town it's not hard to want to explore and try and drop in each of these places because like construction site has really good uh, loot. There's also a lot of different like clusters of houses and places where that are off the main locations. Like there's one that we always drop to near construction site that usually has pretty good loot. That's half the fun is for me anyway is trying to figure out where to drop because it's different every time. Like there's never the same loot, which is what kind of makes this kind of game most special. Like if Fortnite was the same and there's the same loot in all the spots, people would just go to the same spots, right? What do you think of having these? Uh, distinct locations on the map that's a pretty standard thing for battle royales too like fortnite has named areas on the map PUBG has named areas on the map this is no different the the kind of unique factor being hey these are multiplayer maps and some of them being classics right so it's a pretty standard feature but i think they did a pretty cool twist on it like the asylum with the zombies in there and you know firing range being a multiplayer map and the construction site which is basically hard hat for modern warfare 3 like there's some cool little things in there that and, and of course, Nuketown Island and stuff like that. It, it's kind of a nod to Call of Duty's past, and it makes it more interesting than just, oh, this is the city and we called it whatever. It's, no, this is, hey, this is a map that you played back in the day, remember? Like, it's it's kind of cool. I actually really like it. And and to your point, there's a lot of unnamed areas on the map that are that are just as just as loot-heavy, um, just more spread out, I would say. Um, they're not as concentrated as these big areas, and normally not as many people will drop there. If you're looking for a fight kind of immediately, you, you normally drop to one of those big areas. Yeah, and that's kind of cool, too, because when you drop in, you can choose to play, okay, I'm going to go right into the middle of the action, and I'm going to try and kill as many people as possible, or I'm going to get in the action and try and kind of hang back and watch the action, or I'll drop just outside of a place. Like, there's so many different ways that you can adapt yourself to play this mode, and, like, there's so many different ways you can, like, challenge yourself. Like, I've played two games in a row where... The first game, I played pretty much as John Rambo, and I went around and I tried to kill as many people as possible, and I still finished really good. Then the next game, I decided to be as stealthy as possible, loot a lot of places instead of just finding a gun and going, like really trying to flesh out as many areas as possible, and it's just as satisfying doing both those play styles. 
And that's kind of nice because in multiplayer, I get in the habit of I find a gun, I stick to it. Like I have an ICR, I think right now, multiplayer, and I have not switched off that for my assault rifles because I'm comfortable with it. With Blackout, it's it's kind of nice to force yourself. You don't have to, granted, but it's, it's almost better to force yourself to become more uh, familiar with all the different kinds of guns so that when you do go to the multiplayer or you do go to zombies, you kind of have an inkling of how to use them. And I'm not saying Blackout's the only mode you play first and you go to both, but Blackout is probably the best way to start this game when you play it instead of doing the HQ or the, what do you call it, the specialist HQ or going to zombies or multiplayer. I think Blackout's like the best place to start when you uh, when you boot up the game. Yeah, I think depending on your experience level, uh, you're, you're correct there. I, I think if you're kind of an experienced COD person or experienced meaning you've, you've played it a decent amount before, you can comfortably drop into any of the modes. I think Blackout's a good way, like you said, to kind of because it, it does force you to learn other guns, right? Because depending on where you drop, it's like, okay, this building only has an ICR or this building only has a KN57 or whatever, and you kind of just have to take what you have because otherwise you might die. Um, and, of course, you can switch out for your favorite guns if you find them, but really it's it's you're held to the loot that you find. So it, it's a good way to, to learn the weapons. It's a good way to to learn all the different quirks and the movement of the game. Understanding that the weapon tuning in Blackout's a little different than multiplayer and in Zombies, but in general they feel the same, which which is nice. This is definitely the best Battle Royale game on the market, though. And like comparing it to the major ones, because there's a bunch of little indie ones, but compared to Fortnite, compared to PUBG, this is definitely like the best of those three. And I think the, be- the main reason why... For me, and I don't know, but I think the majority of people, I'm going to generalize here, but COD is known for its really smooth gunplay. Like, it's really fluid. It's really easy to pick up and play. And to have that in a Battle Royale mode is awesome because when I played uh, PUBG, the gunplay is really, and I'm sorry to anyone who likes it, I don't think it's that great at all. It's kind of poor compared to this. And then looking at Fortnite, which is a third person, it's completely different. It feels completely different. It's smooth, but COD is still like the smoothest first person shooter I've played and to kind of have that incorporated into a battle royale mode where you have a hundred other people running around it makes the game not a chore to play it actually makes it like a joy to play and I always look forward to playing it it's not like a PUBG where it's like okay I kind of have to like work around the gunplay I kind of have to force myself to kind of get used to this whereas I'm already used to COD for the most part and jumping right into this, it's almost like the perfect transition into this kind yeah, of game. Yeah, and I think you I think you bring up some good points about with, with PUBG and Fortnite. And obviously those are gonna be the natural comparisons because those are the two big the two big dogs on the market. But I think it's it's nice because it's more of a serious battle royale like PUBG, where PUBG's, you know, aiming to be very, you know, hardcore. And then Fortnite's more of like an arcade kind of fun style game that has this kind of deep building mechanic. Um, it's it's a nice balance of the two where it, it does feel more serious like PUBG, but it's also a little more arcade in nature because of just the Call of Duty feel, um, like Fortnite in a lot of ways. So it, it's nice because it's deep in mechanics, but it's also simple. It's easy to jump into, but it's, it's, it's nice because you can really get into a lot of different layers of this game, uh, especially in Blackout, which is what we're talking about right now. It, it's, it's really fun because it's easy to jump in and it's hard to master, and I feel like that's... That's usually the perfect formula for a game to keep you coming back, which is easy to learn, hard to master. I like how there's dark ops within the modes, which I'm not sure if you've explored too much into that, but it's kind of these like hidden kind of side missions. Um, like one of them is like you can find a basketball and shoot it through a hoop, and you got a little calling card thing. 
Yeah, like there's I like there's these little one. silly things where it's like, oh, cool, I can do this thing and get this unlock. And there's also Dark Ops where you can unlock characters um, that you can play. Um, there aren't too many to unlock right now, but that's going to become a major part of the game. So I think that's a kind of a neat layer to the mode where it's yeah, you. I'm there actually. I don't know if there's any microtransactions in the game right now. I'm sure there will be at some point. Um, if there are not, but the way to unlock stuff right now is just by completing these secrets, which is really cool. Um, and I guess as well as having the battle pass that you can that you can pay for or whatever. I think I've only ever picked up like a piece of an armor shard or something because like it's always for those who don't know, it's always like these parts of things. So like I I can't tell you how many times I've picked up like a shoulder from an armor and then it's like you have to heal this many times or heal this many people and do this and then you unlock so and so. Like I have never been able to complete it because I usually die before I even get a chance to. But have you ever? I've gotten one close. Of these Again, like I, I've, when you kill people, yeah, sometimes they have these unique armor things like the destroyed armor plating or the poker chips or whatever it is. Um, some of them have like messages and notes. I've never completed it because normally I'm, I'm trying to win and I'm not really focusing on unlocking the characters. But it is kind of a cool way to play where it's like, oh, instead of just focusing on winning the game, I can, I can try to kind of complete the side mission instead. And not all of them, you actually need to win the game to unlock the character in the end. Like some of them are you know, uh, gather three of the destroyed armor platings and finish top 15. Or, you know, get the poker chips and finish top 10. Like, it's not like you have to win to unlock the character afterwards. It's just getting to a certain point, which is yeah. which is a nice touch because I think it would be really hard to do that otherwise. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I like how there's different characters that you can play as. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the pl- playing Critic a little bit for the game, I, I did mention this before, the game does need some performance optimization, especially on console, especially the, the drop-off where there's a lot of people dying and plenty of action happening all around, the screen kind of stutters, and we've experienced that. It's definitely gotten a lot better, and it's not as dramatic, but it still definitely needs some work. Um, I think the game looks really, really good in my opinion. That being said, the draw distance is kind of bad on console. You can, you know, 50 meters in front of you, the grass will start to pop in, which it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Um, I talked about this one before, but the lobby... I think the pregame lobby 30 second one sucks. And as well, just the main menu AI and the multiplayer, not AI, sorry, UI. The main multiplayer UI, the, the blackout UI, it lags, man. I'm not sure if you experienced this, but I, I have no, no idea why. Like, it's a very simple, like, menu system. But for whatever reason, it lags for me. And I think that's really dumb. I think they got to fix that. That's really not cool. I get a bit of that too. Not as often, yeah, but I do that. It's a bit definitely of that. it's weird because it's a really simple, almost overly simple. I don't even like the design of it, but it lags. Like it sucks. I think that's awful. Um, hopefully they can fix that or patch it or, or do something. I'd be happy if it just ran smoothly at this point, but I think honestly they can go with a UI overhaul and and hopefully hopefully fix that. I mean, but otherwise, I mean, in, in terms of blackout. Um, I hope they add some more stuff in the future, and and hopefully this won't play too much into your into your question later, Jim. But maybe new maps, maybe new different modes where it's like, okay, maybe it's you know twenty teams of five, or or something like that, right? Like where they kind of mix up the same formula. Hopefully they can do that, and hopefully they can they can integrate more of like the favorite multiplayer maps into into the new maps or or whatever. You know, maps like Favela would be really fun to put in there, uh, like Afghan. Like I feel like there could be some really cool things they could do. Um, hopefully they'll continue to do that. The one thing I hope that doesn't happen is uh, how PUBG treated their community from what I understand. I never followed PUBG's community that well. I only kind of knew the negative stuff. So with PUBG having one map for the longest time and then as they started to lose people, they added another map and I guess their uh, PR, I guess you would call it, wasn't so great with fans. Like I hope that, and I think it's, I don't think it's, that's, that's going to be the case just because like Treyarch and the, like, Activism being a publisher, 
Um, I don't think they're going to let that happen because they're pretty good for the most part with how they keep updating it and how they... Well, I mean, like, it, the game's only been out a couple weeks at this point, and they've already yeah, fixed definitely. some things, right? So, I mean, like, they're quick with their fixes, which is good, but it's not just, like, a little Band-Aid. And I'm hoping that it's doesn't, like, it doesn't be a series of little Band-Aid fixes. I hope that they really do uh, shape this game mode to really like unlock its full potential because I really think that this game could take over um, Black Ops in general as long as they keep updating it and as long as it doesn't get worse. Yeah, and, and I, I, I agree. Um, they, they've been very good with their patches almost every day. There's a small fix that comes out that optimizes this or fixes that or whatever. But I agree, yeah, hopefully they have some bigger patches incoming. I think they're just doing the small ones right now because the community is so vocal about some of these things and they just want to show them, hey, we're, we're listening, we're, we're fixing it, we want to make it better which is good, but yeah, I hope they have some good fixes on the way. Because I really do like this game mode, man. I, I, I love it. I, I'm i I'm borderline addicted, I would say. Like, I just want to play it. I was playing it at 7 a.m. this morning. Like, love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've hopped on early morning before work, too, and it's it's that even just getting two games in is, like, so satisfying. It is, man, you know and, I mean? and like, it's cool because, it's like, awesome. I, I played yeah. a good amount of of, uh, of PUBG on PC with, uh, with Kevin Harley and stuff like that, and it was just so frustrating, man. It was just a, such a frustrating game to play, but it was the only real Battle Royale we wanted to play back then, so it was really the only option. We didn't know what we were kind of missing out on or what we were accepting, but that was just such a frustrating game to play. Like, I would I would walk away from that game sometimes just absolutely pissed by something that happened or by the way the game performed or whatever, some bullshit thing that would happen. This game, even if I die right off the bat, like, I'm not, I don't really care. Like, it's, it's fun still. Like, I, I think it's still a lot of fun. It's... It's that Call of Duty arcade feel where it's, okay, whatever, on to the next one. Whereas PUBG, it was like, oh god, I just went through 30 minutes of running across this big map only to get sniped in the head by some, you know, guy 500 meters away from me. Like, it's not like that in this game. It every it feels feels a lot more fair, maybe that's the right word. I don't, I don't know, but I'm having a lot more fun with it. Yeah, it's definitely more forgiving than like PUBG or Fortnite would be, in oh, my totally. opinion, like when yeah. you die, because it's more fun to jump back into Blackout than it is to jump back into like PUBG, in my experience, or Fortnite. I don't know, like I keep wanting to come back to this every time I die, and like if I play 10 games and I die relatively quick in all 10, I still feel just as good going back into the 11th, whereas with Fortnite... Uh, I would play, for example, like four games in a row and get really far or die right away. It doesn't matter. And then after that, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Because I think with that game too, I don't care for the building stuff. Like it's it's cool and it's deep, but I don't like it that much. So it kind of makes me not want to play that. And PUBG, I've never gone back after the like the three, four, five times whatever I've played it with you. So, I mean, it says something when Blackout is that strong where I could die a million times, but I still want to come back. Yeah, totally, more, man. You know? And that's not a huge knock against Fortnite, I want to say. I think Fortnite's an awesome game, and it's super super optimized. The game can run on a potato, and it would still run awesome. Um, it's just, yeah, the building isn't for me either, man. Yeah. Like the, I think it's really cool, and like watching some of the top guys like do the building, it's absolutely insane what they can do. But, yeah, not for me. I, 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 can, I can never be good at that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, like Blackout's really just like a super refined PUBG which which is all I ever wanted really and I'm really thankful for that and I think I think PUBG I think they're scrambling a little bit or they have to be because I imagine a lot of that population is going over to Blackout and going oh wow okay this thing isn't perfect but this is a hundred times better than what we've been paying for with PUBG yeah big time I could see them 
maybe trying to scurry or whatever you call it to maybe either get another map out or get this kind of fix this issue this and that and i could see that being their downfall i'm not going to predict it and nobody you know get their pitchforks ready but i think within a, a few years maybe five six at the most i don't think anyone or hardly anyone's going to be on PUBG anymore because of blackout and because of what's going to come as a result of blackout yeah it definitely it, it definitely raised the bar which the which the which the genre really needed and i'm really curious to see what battlefield's going to do with theirs even though so battlefield 5 i guess it's, it's releasing I'm not, i forget if it's out now i don't think it's out now i think it's coming out in a little bit as the, as the time of recording but the battle royale mode isn't coming out until march next year so it's actually taking a few more months to come out after the game which is interesting i'm hoping that that mode it, it's weird um so I wonder what's going to happen. I imagine the player base will be fine because it's Battlefield, but I'm hoping that that mode continues to raise the bar like Blackout did. Moving on to the multiplayer, uh, this is definitely a much more memorable multiplayer than the previous two installments. Like World War II played well, and Infinite Warfare, it also played well for what it was. But this one I feel more invested in. Maybe it's because of Blackout. I don't know if that's the case. I think the, I think a game should have modes that stand on their own. And I definitely do think that the multiplayer mode is solid enough to be able to stand on its own. I don't think it's as come back to E, if that makes sense. Or I don't feel as obligated to come back to the multiplayer as I do to Blackout. But I'm not saying the multiplayer is bad. I think the multiplayer is really great, actually. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think a lot of people would say that Blackout's kind of the standout mode for, for this game in general. But the multiplayer, that's not a knock on it. I think it's really, really good as well. To dive right in, uh, the specialists are back from Black Ops 3, um, but they're expanded more, and they have a higher significance in this game, whether it's due to the like the specialist HQ story-ish kind of tutorial missions, or just the fact that there's more of an emphasis on using your abilities in this one than Black Ops 3. And like the majority of these are returning specialists. There's four new ones that were introduced, but six of them are from Black Ops 3. Like I was saying before, they all have like their own special equipment and deployables, uh, which is different from Black Ops 3, because Black Ops 3, you just had, from what I remember, you have, like when you press on Xbox anyway, the left and the right bumpers, you get that special weapon every once in a while, but you still have your grenades and you still have your flashbangs and whatever. But in this one, they got rid of having frags on every class and only certain classes. I think only maybe one or two have. I know Battery has the cluster grenades, but um, there's more of an emphasis on using your deployables as opposed to just like tossing grenades now. So you have your special equipment, which is your special ability, I guess you would call it, uh, which comes, I don't know if it's per points or per time. I think it's kind of a mix of both. But now classes, instead of having grenades, they have on, on Xbox, granted too, this is different on every console, but on the right bumper, is like your deployable so like recon for example has a sensor dart that comes every once in a while and on every class the left bumper has health which is i think the biggest improvement and the thing that's going to make me want to keep coming back to multiplayer admittedly is that there's no more regenerating health and it's all done manually which i think is a pretty welcome return after being absent for a very long time in the multiplayer yeah i i agree man um e- even though you get health packs pretty quick in the multiplayer it does it does actually make a big difference that you can't just hide behind a box and then heal right away, like, if you're getting shot or whatever. It it does make it more tactical where every engagement, like, you need to be planning for the next one immediately because if there's another guy there, like, you might only need one shot to die, like, really quickly. So I, I really like that, and I guess we didn't even talk about that in the blackout part, but yeah, like, the whole... 
the whole health pack thing is awesome. I, I'm fully in support of that. I love games that do that. And we were talking about this before a little bit, but the last like big multiplayer game to include health packs was like Halo Reach, which is kind of crazy to think, which is, it's pretty crazy, man. And that kind of, like what you were saying before there about um, like how often you can get health packs in multiplayer, that's what kind of differentiates Battlefield from COD, if you ask me, because like COD, your average life unless you're crazy good at it and you never die but like your average life is generally shorter and battlefield since the maps are so large you generally live longer per life so i think it's kind of nice that they give you health a lot more often it might be every like maybe like 20 seconds it's really not that long but considering your encounters are very frequent and the maps are a lot i mean a lot smaller than battlefield's maps I think it's kind of a nice touch because if you just got like one health pack per life, I think that would kind of cheapen this experience in a way. Yeah, I, I agree. Because yeah, the, the way Call of Duty works, it needs to be kind of fast paced like that. So if you're if you're having a good life, but like yeah, you can't heal, that that would suck a little bit. But yeah, the fact that you have health packs that you that you get is is a good thing. I really like this feature, man. I mean, like it feels different here as opposed to like the first Call of Duty, for example, which I did play a fair amount of online on the PC and a bit on the Xbox. Um, there are health packs. But you don't always have one on you, so you have to go and find them. So, I mean, it kind of sucks because you might only find, like, one health pack and, like, that's it as opposed to always having one on you. It does add some strategy, too. And, again, like, if you want to be super hardcore, you don't even have to use the health packs. But I think, generally, I think this is one of the best changes to Call of Duty's multiplayer in a long time. Uh, The last time that multiplayer made a really big change that I really liked was actually the specialist when they introduced him in Black Ops 3. I thought that was a nice touch, and it kind of added like a different kind of sense of strategy. And this just kind of enhances that feeling because they do so much more with them this time around. And they're better done this time around, too, actually. Yeah, not, not really playing too much of the Black Ops 3 multiplayer, or I shouldn't say too much. I didn't play any of it. But I do really like the specialists. I think it's a it's a unique twist. It adds an extra layer to, okay, I have this create a class, I have my perks, I have my gun with my attachments... But now I also have this character I need to pick that, you know, can enhance my abilities in this way or that way. And you also have to think of your team composition. Okay, we have this, these, you know, four, so who am I going to be? And kind of working with that and trying to battle the other team based on what they're using. It's just another, it's an extra layer um, on, on this kind of deep multiplayer experience. I really like it. I think one thing that also makes the specialists better this time around as opposed to Black Ops 3 is Black Ops 3, you could have six batteries on a team. But this one, you have to have... Uh, I, I don't know if it's two maximum. I've seen games where there's been like two recons or two batteries or whatever. But generally speaking, um, everybody has to kind of play as a different specialist, kind of like uh, Rainbow Six Siege where everybody has to pick a different one. And that kind of adds another layer of strategy too. I personally like playing as Recon the best because I like being a sort of support character or even, I can't remember the name of it anymore, of the specialist, but the one that drops like the assault packs and the one that uh, does like the big heal if you have like the left and right bumper ability ready oh, or whatever. Oh, that's, uh, that's Crash. Thank you. I like I like those kinds of characters. That's just that's just a personal choice though. Moving, moving on to the maps. Um, the maps this time... I'm still learning the names just because it's still fairly fresh and new, and the bulk of my time is spent on Blackout and Zombies now. But the maps, this time around, they feel really nice. There's one in particular that sticks out to me uh, called Icebreaker, where it's like a ship that's half-sunken in the ice, and it's a more narrow map. I like this one a lot. It's also uh, the one I've probably played the most. I've played like two or three games, almost four in a row on this, because you can... The one thing that kind of bugs me about the multiplayer is you can keep voting for the same map over and over again, which bugs me because sometimes people just like playing one map. It's like when they have certain game modes for, 
like just rust one v one or just shipment. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it is annoying sometimes, but it's easy enough just to back out of a lobby and find another one, which yeah. is which is nice. I haven't experienced that too too much. I mean, I have the full choice of backing up, but sometimes I just don't feel like it. But yeah, sure, sure. But what do you? How do you feel about the maps? I to kind of cap off what I'm what I was saying. Uh, I think the maps are really good this time around, and I haven't had too much of a problem with not only the new maps introduced, but the four soon to be five. Uh, classic maps that were introduced like they feel like a welcome addition they don't just feel like hey we know you liked these maps and we're not confident about our own maps so let's just kind of toss these old ones in i think they actually blend pretty well playing like summit and then going right into let's say like hacienda for example yeah i i agree for the most part the maps i haven't really had a problem with the only one i i kind of struggle with is uh the jungle map which is which is a remake i, I want to say from another black ops map before yeah, the first black but ops. It, yeah, it just doesn't work well in some game modes. I, I find it's it's just kind of weird, and I think I think that mostly has to do with the spawn system right now, which is a little broken, where people are just spawning all over the place, which kind of sucks. But overall, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Uh, the, the maps are good. I I kind of wish there'd be more, considering there's no campaign, but whatever. The customization this time is really deep and fleshed out, and this carries over into the last game that we have to talk about. But the customization this time around is crazy. Like you can do. I can't. I don't think this applied in Black Ops Three. And again, it's been a long time since I've gone to like the customization side of that. And like Infinite Warfare, I don't think it had it. World War Two, I'm not sure if it did. But you can do like your own custom gun paints. There are like a million different gun attachments, a million unique ones, I should say, this time around. Uh, there's also wild cards that come into play, which you can add another attachment, you can add another primary or secondary, whatever. Which isn't new to COD. Those have been perks before. Then there's also operator mods, which change like how your gun operates and i haven't dove too deep into that so i don't want to sound smart talking about it but um i really dig how deep the customization goes this time around uh and this kind of applies to blackout too just how and blackout sort of manual but like how much you can get into just creating your classes in this one like this is the first time in a long time where i've spent a lot of time just trying to create like an optimized class as opposed to like i like these three perks so i'm gonna put these three perks on every class and i like these four attachments so i'm only gonna use those four like i try to change it up a lot just because they feel varied and they feel different it reminds me of past call of duty games in a lot of ways but yeah i, I think it, i think it does work pretty well um all things considered i, I have spent a decent amount of time just kind of tinkering with different classes and different weapons and understanding that you actually need to level up your guns and level up everything like that which is actually kind of cool i like doing that you need to kind of play with the gun to get used to it but then you're also unlocking attachments for it so you're kind of liking it the more you play with it yeah and like other cod games have done this like i can think of like Modern warfare 2 for example like you have like challenges you can do and then those unlock certain things with your gun but this time there's kind of more incentive because i don't know if it was like this in, in Modern warfare 2 it's been a long time since i've again it's been so long since i've played most of these cards and like this one's the most fresh one do you remember in the older cards if you got so many headshots you unlocked like a skin or like were, were there gun levels or were it just challenges you did for the guns to unlock certain things it was it was challenge based. Um, so I, in Modern Warfare Two, which, which is probably the one I played the most, um, yeah, headshots would get you skins. Uh, so all the different camos um, and and kills, just generic kills, would get you attachments. For some reason, it feels different this time around. I don't. It's probably not different, but for some reason, it just feels different this time around as opposed to past cods. You know what I mean? Yeah, and part of it, man, is probably that we've we've 
or at least I have been a little bit removed from the series, even though I, I played some World War II and stuff like that. But yeah, to me, like it feels, I don't know, it feels really good, man. I like it a lot. And maybe I was missing the boat on some past CODs, like Infinite Warfare or whatever, where this kind of had a very similar system. I, I don't know. But hey, I like it. It's cool. I feel more incentivized now to level up my guns just because there's like a physical level to the guns. It's not just, oh, you know, you do this headshot. Oh, you have this skin now. Or, oh, you have the hollow sight now, but you still just have a scar. It's not like a level six scar or a level 10 scar. Like I want to try and level up as much as possible each of the guns. And I guess just having like the number value kind of helps because then I can see you can see the progress of your gun leveling up better this time around as opposed to previous ones where it's just challenge based which i like a lot more the one thing too i will mention that keeps coming back in the multiplayer that isn't brand new is the pick 10 system i know my i'm if i'm I'm hit or miss with this one because i like it i like the i like what they're trying to do but at the same time there's some limitations uh how do you feel about the pick 10 system i like it and i don't like it i like it because it kind of opens the door for like a lot of creativity I don't like it because sometimes it's almost a little too much. I yes. like the simplicity of classic. Here's your primary. Here's your secondary. Here are your perks. Go. I guess it's kind of cool as opposed to like you, you You can get rid of your pistol, but you can have like five attachments on your primary or you can have like six perks or you can have no perk too, but have like a submachine gun as your secondary as opposed to a pistol. Like there are a lot of different ways you can spin this pick 10 system but i do kind of prefer the old system more i think pick 10 was introduced if i remember uh black ops 2 and it's it's kind of been in every cod game since then i can't remember the last time a cod game didn't have it maybe world war 2 but again i haven't played much world war 2's multiplayer outside of like with you so i'd have to look into that but yeah you know what but all things considered with the multiplayer it's really fun to play and it stands up well for itself considering you know blackout is kind of like the face of this game having multiplayer this solid i think is pretty great you know it with with it not being it okay it's technically cheating saying it's not the main thing for the multi like for the game now because other cod games were built on their multiplayer being really fantastic but this one blackout is kind of taking the spotlight and the normal multiplayer is kind of taking a bit of a back seat so i think it's kind of nice that it stands up for itself and I do look forward to going back constantly to the multiplayer, too, because it is fun, and I like it. I think it's a really nice break when you're playing Blackout, too. Like, you play, you know, 10 matches of Blackout or 8 matches of Blackout or whatever, and you're like, you know what? I just want to play a quick round of Team Deathmatch or something. And it's, it's nice to jump in, and, and it feels good to do that. It never feels like a chore when you're playing multiplayer. It's not like, oh, I want to go back go back and play Blackout right now. This sucks. It's like, no, this is actually pretty fun, too. I, I wouldn't call it... I wouldn't say it takes a back seat to Blackout on purpose. I think it just kind of did that naturally with just how how well Blackout turned out. And I, I think that we're a little biased just in based on how much we've played. I, the, the multiplayer population is still extremely strong, uh, Blackout notwithstanding. So yeah. I really do enjoy the movement as well. It's not like crazy wall-running madness like Infinite Warfare or Black Ops 3 where there's just it's just really hard to keep track of to be to be honest in my, in my opinion of, with what I've seen it's it's a little bit more boots on the ground but it's also a little more modern it's a little faster there's there's little things you can do here and there like with sliding and the wingsuit here and there it's 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 not stupid fast but it's also like it's still quick and fluid enough that it doesn't feel like like a slog like you're trenching through snow like in World War 2 you know yeah. I really do like it. It feels nice and modern. It feels fresh, but it doesn't feel like too too ridiculous, I say. It's funny too with because with Black Ops 3, I got so used to the like the more aerial kind of combat that I got really good at it and like you kind of learn to have your eyes move really fast and like pay attention to everything. So maybe that's why I've been 
pretty good at COD, like this COD, because I'm so used to having my eyes everywhere and being able to like pay attention to everything on the screen. Yeah. With everybody going right from the multiplayer to zombies. I have to say it's a bold statement, but this is. I'm not going to say it's the best, but this is definitely the deepest Zombies experience in COD history. In, in the past, it started off as a bonus mode that turned into this big phenomenon with this huge, overly complicated, but really cool story that goes through different dimensions and time. Like It's really confusing, but this is definitely, uh, in terms of how well they could have done it, this is definitely like the best Zombies experience, in my opinion. Probably since World at War, this is the most fun I've had with zombies. That's interesting, man. Zombies has really turned me off since the original since the original Black Ops, just because it got so complicated. And from what I've seen in this game, it, it's still somewhat complicated. And like, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. But I've also heard that it is a lot of fun in this game. So for me, like, I love the simplicity of the classic zombies and even Black Ops Black Ops zombies, where yeah, they added a couple more things here and there, but for the most part, it was standard: get your guns, defend a place, open some rooms. That's it. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing this version. You have a lot more experience here. I haven't actually touched the mode yet, but I know you've played a bit. So go on. Whereas other zombie games would introduce stuff to make it more complicated gameplay wise, that's kind of not different here. But they kind of add it to almost like the behind the scenes part is what got added to great length this time. So what I mean by that is you now have create a class and a full armory in zombies mode. So you can customize your classes in every zombies map since the beginning. Okay, since Varrock, the second one, but there have been perks. This time around, you can choose what perks show up on the map. So playing with Harley, we had four... You get four perks to choose from. Like four, four... There's more than four perks, but like four different kinds of perks to choose from anyway um so in each map i could select four perks harley could select four entirely different perks and we can each play off each other with those perks and all that so like harley could select quick revive in his game but on my game i'm getting death wish so i mean it's really cool and it's it's a whole other layer like there's also gun skins and you can level your guns like in the multiplayer like right now for example on my icr whenever i get the icr and zombies i have a hollow sight on it it's really cool and it's different and you can it's pretty well the same kind of gun leveling system as in the multiplayer so it, it could get to the point where i have the kn 57 or whatever it's called and i could have a grip i could have a reflex sight i could have a stock i could have extended mags like i could have all this stuff it's so cool and it's so deep and like i'm really looking forward as much as the multiplayer if not more so leveling up my guns and zombies just because we've never had something like that before. And like in Black Ops 3, they introduce elixirs again, which are abilities you can use. They're, they're like potions you drink. It's, it's all mapped to the D-pad, but there's one, for example, that I've used quite a bit. And if you're ever in a tough spot, like you're getting swarmed, I just hit down on the D-pad on the class I have, and the elixir is called Anywhere But Here, and it teleports you to a random part of the map so you can get out of a tight spot and get out of potentially dying, and you can essentially save your life. And there's other ones too, like there's one that's, there's four different kinds of elixirs too, like four different classes. There's a rare one where um, you can only use it once per game, I think, but any gun you buy off the wall is automatically pack-a-punched. Like it's, it's stuff like that that really gets me excited about playing it. Um, it's cool too because... There's sort of like a laboratory area or like a bonus. It's almost like a loot crate type of area, but like there's no incentive to, if there are microtransactions, I haven't even come across them, but there's no incentive to like purchase them because you earn them through playing the game. Um, You get like different, like I don't, I think I call them like elixir points just because I I can't really think of what to call them, 
but you essentially there's three different kinds of things you can do and then you get different elixirs another thing that's kind of interesting too is the creating a class is you can change your starting weapon eventually so instead of just starting with the revolver once you get to a high enough level you can start with the essex it's cool like it's something like that these little big changes are what makes zombies so fresh so this year also there's a uh, new unique classes to choose from i think world war ii kind of did something similar to this but um there's the guardian berserker tempest warlord bulwark and rocket classes and each have their own special weapons like the one i use all the time is warlord and the special ability like the lb and rb like in multiplayer it's like a gun and a sword it's, it's weird to explain, but like you have like a gun in your one hand and a sword in the other and you hit whatever trigger to use both. But it's cool. In the, the Berserker, you get like a like a lightning hammer. Or I think it might be Odin's hammer or whatever it is. It's just so cool because then those eventually recharge. And like the one big thing too is you can get equipment like in the multiplayer too. Like you hit RB, you have your grenades or your acid bombs or whatever. But you never truly run out because you could use all three. But they just kind of come back eventually. It's almost like a like a timer as like they refresh essentially. So you're constantly having equipment that you're waiting on. It's kind of like a multiplayer. Like you use your sensor dart, you have to wait for it to come back. It's stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's I mean that that sounds pretty cool. Um, it sounds like they they're rewarding people for for playing the mode by by allowing them to to further customize their experience kind of even right off the hop and zombies has always you know it's normally been you know you start with nothing or like you start with the pistol and you have to work your way up so it's kind of cool where it's like hey if you, if you start playing this mode a lot all of a sudden yeah this gun has attachments and you can start with a different gun and and there's all these different things you can do so that sounds kind of cool it's like rewarding the player for for playing the mode kind of like kind of like exactly what uh like multiplayer does the one thing out of everything in zombies the one major improvement that i think they waited way too long to implement is you can now play with ai bots for the first time in it might even be the whole zombie series between infinity ward and sledgehammer games and treyarch this is the first time you can play with ai partners and that is so rewarding because doing solo zombie runs are fun and all but sometimes if no one else is on and you want to play with bots you can now and you can get a lot further and you can explore each nook and cranny of the map and like they're not useless the bots are good too and one other thing i should mention before i keep going is there's a difficulty mode now for zombies so you have casual normal hardcore and realistic so you can change the difficulty of zombies again whereas before you just started it and then i think it kind of adapts to your your difficulty or whatever or just keeps ramping up yeah it just keeps getting harder and harder but this time you can set it so that you start on realistic so that's the biggest thing i can say is you can really fine-tune everything about the customization in this zombies mode and the one thing i forgot to mention too um, is each of the three modes in this game be it multiplayer blackout or zombies i've all separate leveling systems. I'm a different level in zombies than I'm multiplayer than I'm in blackout. I think it's kind of cool. I guess I guess they could have gone gone about it either way, where you have kind of like one level, but it does make sense where yeah, you don't necessarily want the guy who you know plays 100 hours of blackout and 20 hours of multiplayer to jump into zombies and already be fully kitted out, when in reality he hasn't really played it yet. So it, it makes sense where it's like yeah, maybe there's somebody who you know doesn't play too much of the multiplayer, but they played a ton of blackout. You kind of want them to be rewarded in that way rather than just kind of across the board you know what i mean like so say if you if you don't really care about the multiplayer you don't really care about zombies but you really care about blackout you don't need to you don't need to play the other modes and you're not going to unlock anything for the other modes which is kind of nice it would almost cheapen it if you had one level and then you can go into zombies and start with like a 
like a fully attached gun. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it cheapened it a little bit or, or whatever you want to call it. But I think it just it just personalizes the game a little bit more to how you actually play it, which is which is cool, man. I like that. Jumping back into zombies, there's two different storylines now. And again, like I was saying before, zombies has sort of become famous for having this big, overarching, like complicated storyline. But now there's two different storylines you can play through. So there's the Aether storyline, which is kind of the one that's been going through all the games and whatever. And there's a new Chaos one. Uh, that pertains to the one map, uh, nine, which is like a Coliseum map. There's four new characters to play as now. So there's the returning characters in uh, Blood of the Dead, I think the map is called. Uh, you know, like Dempsey, Nikolai, Dr. Richtoven, and Takio. Like those guys come back for the one map and then it continues their storyline. There's four new characters to play as now, uh, being Diego, Scarlet, Stanton, and Bruno. They're welcome additions. I don't, they don't seem out of place. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to judge that in a way because I'm so familiar with like the original four from like Shinonuma and Duris from World at War. Yeah. But I mean I like the new characters. They're nice. Like they like every character has those one liners they always spit out. They seem to spit them out a lot more in this game, which whatever. If if you're playing with all four bots, it kinda tells a story as you're playing for all the maps, which is kinda nice. So there's two different ways you can play zombies now. Actually before I even get into that, I'll get into the maps. So there's the new maps uh, there's a fourth one that you need the Black Ops Pass for, but it's just pretty much a remake of the five map from Black Ops at the Pentagon. The first new map, you have nine, which is a Coliseum type of map with four different temples and this whole underground area. But if you don't want to go under there, you can try and survive in the actual arena as long as you can, which is super difficult. But it's really cool. Um, story-wise, I think they travel back in time, which is kind of weird. Again, there's there's cutscenes before each level that kind of help explain what the story is doing while you're playing the map in a way. My personal favorite's 9 just because it's really frantic in how it plays. And it plays really well into a later point I'm going to make about uh, one of the new game modes. But the, the other new map with the new characters is Voyage of Despair. You're on the RMS Titanic. Iceberg hits it. Zombies on it. It's really cool. It's really big. It's really elaborate too. Um, there's a whole middle section that's uh, like in the ship that as far down as you can go, you can go underwater and there's an achievement to survive till round 20 without draining it. And that's super difficult. The other map that incorporates the old characters is Blood of the Dead, which I think is a soft remake of one of the Alcatraz, the Alcatraz map in one of the previous Black Ops games. But it's really big and really elaborate. There's a huge like story Easter egg and like story sequence you can unlock. It's so complicated, but it's a really fun map. It's really expansive. It incorporates the power, like turning on the power that's been in like all the other COD zombies at this point. There's an east power. There's like a central. It's really confusing, but it's really fun once you start playing it. It's hard to explain without actually playing it, if you know what I mean. Sure, um, sure, yeah. But they, but they all feel great. I have no problem with any of the maps, whereas in the past, some maps... I feel less strong about, but I feel strong about all these maps, to be honest. And that kind of helps due to in part of the new mode. So there's a classic zombies mode. Uh, it's still really fun. You have the new additions that have been getting added into the cause throughout the years, such as getting artifacts to open fast traveling, you know, building equipment. Um, like in the, in the tutorial for zombies, there's two different tutorials you can play. There's a basic and advanced one. Uh, you learn all these things through that. It doesn't take very long, but you can pick up parts and build like a riot shield and in Voyage of the Dead or whatever it's called, or Voyage of Despair, forgive me. So that's cool. There's also special zombie types. So there's one that spits fire. There's one that's electrified. There's big brooding ones, which are hard to take down. Like 
Stuff like that that's added to classic zombies is really fun. But the new mode that got introduced that I've played more than the, the classic mode, admittedly, is called Rush Mode. So Rush Mode is this awesome and frantic new mode. Uh, it's super fast-paced. Everything is free. Guns are free. Perks are free. Anything you can think of that would cost points, like Mystery Box included, everything's free. But doors are opened at certain time periods, and you're kind of forced to constantly be on the move. So you can... There's a... Uh, there's these things called rushes where you have to go to a part of the map and you have to defend it for a period of time. And if you leave that area, you get penalized. I think you have like, it's almost like when you're leaving the combat zone in multiplayer and it says like you have 10 seconds to return. It's kind of like that. So it kind of forces you to be in certain spots and it kind of forces you to be all over the map, which is really useful for learning the maps. So like playing rush mode, I know the maps better than I did before, which is kind of weird as opposed to just playing the classic one where you kind of get, you tend, in my experience with you guys anyway, um, you tend to get held up in the same spots or you tend to hold the same spots for long periods of time. Whereas this one, you're constantly going around the map. You're constantly getting new guns. You're constantly pack-a-punching everything. Like, you're constantly doing something. And it's really arcadey. And, like, they the matches typically, for me anyway, they've only lasted, like, 15 to 20 minutes. Whereas normal zombies could last, like, over two hours, which we've played plenty of zombies where it's been two, three-hour matches. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, lots of those in the past. So, like, playing Rush Mode, other than having the bots, this is probably my favorite addition to zombies maybe ever. Just because it forces you to play the game a bit differently, but it's really arcade. Like even the announcer's voice changes to make it sound arcadey. It's so well done and so cool that like it's the one thing I want to keep coming back to whenever I come play this game. Yeah, and that's that's a good sign, man. Because I mean, Blackout and the multiplayer is so strong, so it's it's kind of cool to see that Zombies is you know just as good, and it wasn't kind of like a shoehorned mode or anything like that. That's really good to hear. I'm excited to play it. And the thing with zombies this time around is that playing it got me back into zombies in a way. Because, again, for a long time, I was out of the loop with zombies. Like, I, would, I played Black Ops 2 zombies. I played Exo Survival, which I think was in in Advanced Warfare. I've played um, Extinction, which was, like, a new zombies kind of, like, mode that Ghost introduced. Like, I've played, like, the survival mode in each COD game. But they've I haven't, like, been able to, like, grab onto it until now. And it kind of made me want to go back and... You know, see what I missed maybe with zombies. So this game got me back into being in the loop with zombies. And like I'm right back into trying to understand the story, which has gotten super complicated over the years. It's just it's really rewarding that this game got me back into a game mode that I really love. And I a period in time with like World at War and Zo- and uh sorry, Black Ops, like I enjoyed playing those more than the normal multiplayer. And I'm sort of in that I mean Blackout's like the king of this game, but Zombies is definitely my number two uh, in terms of like how much I want to play everything and dive deep into it. It's it's crazy that cause I don't know I've been I've been pretty out of the loop for zombies for again kind of since Black Ops One because it just got so crazy. But it's kind of interesting how this this game where it's like it it's still pretty crazy, but they've they've done it in a way where it's like I'm interested again. Like you said, it's kind of like the first one in a while. So I I think you're gonna love it. Like once we play Rush, I think you're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Fuck. To kind of wrap up my thoughts on zombies. It's essentially like another fully fleshed out multiplayer mode. And considering the customization and like the optimization of it in general, it's just as deep as the normal multiplayer. This might be the one thing, even after, if if I ever get sick of Blackout, but the one thing I think I will constantly come back to is probably Zombies in the long run. Interesting. That is pretty interesting. Because as new, because I, I think as new Call of Duty games come out, you're going to see more about, like, as long as Battle Royale modes are the hot thing, 
I think each Call of Duty game is going to have their own version of that. And each Call of Duty game, in theory, should somewhat improve on the previous ones. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yep. But zombies is sort of like World War Two had zombies. Um, Infinite Warfare had zombies as well. But they never had like Treyarch's touch. And I think as long as Treyarch keeps making zombies as well as they made this one, I think I would just boot up Black Ops 4 just to play zombies, if that's the case. That's good, man. That's cool. Like, like the next COD game comes out, they have their new Battle Royale, they have their cool multiplayer, they have some whatever survival mode. If it's zombies, whatever. But I think as long as Treyarch keeps doing what they're doing, I'll keep coming back. So that wraps up our Call of Duty retrospective for now, future pending. And the question I thought of today, last time granted, but the question I thought of for this episode, this two-part episode, this goes for any game in general, but but because we kept talking about, we talked a bit about lifespan of games before. So, Tony, I want to know what's more important in establishing the lifespan of a game? Like, for example, is it better to have a strong, multi-layered, deep, varied single-player experience that could last for years and years? For example, people still playing Skyrim and how many times that's been re-released. Sure, uh, the, sure. original, the original Deus Ex, which I still play frequently to this day and still has a big community. And something a little more in between Skyrim and Deus Ex, like uh, Batman Arkham City, which still has, like, it's still considered the best Arkham game and one of the best open world games. Or is the lifespan of a game, uh, is it more important to have a strong, multi-layer, deep, varied multiplayer experience, i.e. something like Team Fortress 2, which still has a big community, you have Counter-Strike Go, and something newer that people consistently play more and more, like a Rocket League? Hmm. That's a great question, man. And, and for the for the listener, um, I wasn't prepped with this question beforehand, so I'm going to try to answer this. All I wrote down was the question. I didn't write down my answers. Ah, okay. I think that's a good question, man. I think a lot of it depends on the kind of game it is. I know that's kind of a bad answer, but I think for the most part, games that I play, like the games I've played, I guess guess there's two parts to this, right? So there's games I've played the most cumulative time on. So say like a game like Modern Warfare 2 where I've played 15, 20 days, whatever you want to call it, of multiplayer, but I don't play that game anymore. Or there's a game like... I don't know, let's, let's call it Final Fantasy X or a game like Kingdom Hearts 2 where I come back every year and I beat it. What has more value in reality? Um, is it the multiplayer game where I played a ton of and I played a long for, for a long time but eventually it dies off? Or is it the game that I come back to, you know, almost annually? For me, I think it's the single-player experience. Um, multiplayer games rarely have kept me coming back for more and more and more over a long period of time. Long period meaning four or five, six plus years. The only games to ever accomplish that was Halo. Um, and that's a little different because the Halo games also have incredible campaigns that I can go back to. But games like, okay, Halo, for example, you know, I'll go back and I'll replay those games every, like the campaigns, every year because they're so solid. Uh, I'll go back and I'll play Fallout 3. I'll go back and I'll play Kingdom Hearts 2, Final Fantasy X, whatever you want to call it. I'll go back and I'll play these games even though I've beaten them a bunch of times because... The single player was so good. So for me, it, uh, the multiplayer, while the multiplayer can rack up a ton of time and it can keep me coming back for a long time, if the single player is absolutely legendary like the games I mentioned, I think that takes the cake for me personally in the long run. I'm kind of in the same boat. So I feel like games when they're developed primarily or when the development is more focused on the single player, for example, I think they try to make it timeless, whereas when people develop for multiplayer, they try and hit on what's hot. Like, take Black Ops 4, for example. Battle Royale is, like, the hottest thing right now in terms of multiplayer, and it's probably going to be for at least a little bit longer. So, 
let's have blackout, right? Let, let's get rid of the campaign because we've noticed people played less and less of the campaign, especially in Black Ops 3, mm-hmm. and let's just primarily focus on the multiplayer. And that's nice and all, but the next COD's going to come out and everybody or a good chunk of people will jump to that. And if it's good or better, they'll stay on it and more and more people will jump over, more and more people will get it. So I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think a game like Skyrim, for example, and even Oblivion for a certain extent, and even Morrowind to a certain extent, those games have been developed to kind of stay timeless in a way. Like you can say certain things like are developed for the now, but I think in general, like look at the original Deus Ex, like I mentioned before. That game came out 2001, I believe, 2000, 2001. I've been playing that game every year pretty much since I was a kid. I had that game since it came out, essentially. And I've come back every year just because it's designed so well. Like, you can try and incorporate modern elements, but you have to also develop to keep it relevant in a way. Like, a game like Dishonored, for example, that game came out in 2012. One of my favorite games ever, to be honest, in my my top 10 easily. Oh, wow. I try to come back every year just because the amount of time and care that went into player control in that game, that game is now timeless because you can shape your experience however you want. A game like, and I'm not shitting on it, but a game like Call of Duty, for example, the campaign, generally there's one way the campaign goes. And generally there's one outcome. Whereas a game with a strong single player, there can be one outcome, but how you get there is entirely different. The chase is better than the catch, essentially, right? Yeah, and I think uh, I think the Halo series is a prime example of that, where, yeah, there, is, there are not multiple endings for a Halo game, right? As, aside from the legendary secret ending or whatever, but this the, the experience is the same time every time you play it, but the experience is just so, it's just so awesome. I, I, it's hard to describe. We, we, we got to talk about Halo a lot in this podcast, but I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, for me, it's like Halo, even though it's the same every time I play it, it's just so good that I don't really care. And it's like, it's the same thing for, for games like... To to a lesser extent, games like like I mentioned Kingdom Hearts two before, where yes, there are RPG mechanics and you can develop your character and do things different ways, but in the end, it's the same. So I I think I don't think Call of Duty is at a disadvantage by having a linear single player campaign, or even in other games where they tried to branch out and make it different with different endings. I don't think that's I don't think that's the the thing that's holding it back from being you know timeless in the, in that sense. It, it's it's developing a campaign that. That's truly memorable and, and and something where it's so solid where it doesn't matter if you play it 10 years from now, it's still going to be impactful. And a game, and I feel like for all the Call of Duty campaigns, like there's there's two that come to mind that, that have kind of done that, um, and that's Modern Warfare and Black Ops, just the first ones. Call of Duty is also a game series that comes out every year, so when you're playing adrenaline-fueled Hollywood campaigns every year sometimes it can be hard to differentiate it whereas a game series like deus ex or like dishonored to kind of just keep going back to the same things like dishonored came out 2012 or 2013 i think it was 2012 dishonored 2 didn't come out till 2017 so that's five years in between it's the same core experience but there's been that large gap and then look at oblivion and skyrim oblivion came out 2006 skyrim came out 2011 that's five years in between and that's a lot of time to improve certain, like, like drastically improve the engine, drastically improve how the game plays. Whereas Call of Duty, I'm not shitting on it, granted, but, like, they don't change all that much core-wise. Like, it's still a smooth first-person shooter. It's still the same kind of general game mechanics. There are changes, like Black Ops 3, you can hack machinery and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's little changes they incorporate to differentiate it and make it 
more interesting, but the core game is still the same. That brings me to my second half of my question, though. So what's worse, attacked on single player or attacked on multiplayer? Oh, and that, that's a great question, too. I would say attacked on single player um, in, a, in a lot of ways. If there's if there's a game that's developed for multiplayer and they throw a single player in there to to kind of appease and it it's not very it's not done very well and it's hard to think of too many examples that do that to be honest but yeah that's that's a great question man i mean a game like for example a game that does that really well is titanfall 2 where the game is very clearly designed for multiplayer but the campaign is surprisingly solid even though it's very very short yeah i mean it, it you can you can see that a lot with other call of duty games i mean while we're on the topic of call of duty like a game like like advanced warfare or something like that where yeah there's clearly focus on the campaign but really i mean all in all it's just the campaign is just a gateway to get to the multiplayer yeah and it's interesting too because talking about call of duty trailers almost every single call of duty trailer minus black ops 4 is all about the story like there are multiplayer trailers but generally the reveal trailers don't even mention multiplayer but that's what they're known for it's kind of weird in my head to think about it but like a game i think i'm in the kind of the same boat as you i think attacked on single player is kind of worse because you have a game with tacked on multiplayer, like Bioshock 2, for example. Bioshock 2 is a good game, but the multiplayer is not good. But it's not known for the multiplayer. Yeah, it doesn't you know really that, take you know anything I mean? away from Bioshock 2, you know? And, like, I feel the same way about, um, like, Metal Gear Solid 5, for example, where, yeah, there's this multiplayer mode. It kind of feels tacked on to me, but, I mean, the single player is just so strong, like, I, I don't really care. Um, whereas, if it was the other way around, I'd, I'd be kind of mad. You know? Yeah. Okay, I think that wraps up our discussion on Black Ops 4 and, and the big questions that we propose at the end. Overall, I think Jim and I really, really like this game. We like it a lot. We're going to be playing for probably a good amount to come, and I'm sure that we'll hear about it more on future episodes of the pod. For the listeners, feel free to answer the question. The question's not just for us. Like, We want to hear from you about what you think of the question, too, because your input's just as important as our input. Absolutely, it's a, yeah. It's a bigger discussion that ultimately does need to happen every single episode because we're that important. So, yeah, please answer the question. Send it on Facebook, whatever. Wherever our social media is, just, like, send your questions our way and send your response to our questions your way. Speaking of that, Tony, where can they find us? Yeah, definitely. You can find us on Podbean, which is where we host our podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, or really wherever you listen to the podcasts. You can find us on Facebook. You can just search Team Doubles. We'll pop up immediately. Um, and, of course, you can also talk to me personally on Twitter. My social media is at Gamer. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I, how do we say goodbye? Like I don't think we say I goodbye by saying play. we're gonna go play some Black Ops now.